Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Ian Stalker, who's executive chairman of Bradderhead Lithium, a multi-listed junior exploration development of world-class lithium deposits and resources in Nevada and Arizona in the US. Um, Their projects include brine, hard rock and clay deposits um, and aiming to be a leader of lithium in the local domestic market in the US. Um, Ian has a wealth of experience building companies and mines across the world um, and holds a number of directorships um, and he's here today to tell us more about Bredahead Lithium, um, an update on some of the current projects and what they're looking to achieve. So that's welcome Ian to the podcast. How are you doing Ian? I'm doing well, thank you very much Rob. Yeah and I appreciate your time, I know uh, you're over from, uh, over from Canada and you're in the UK now. So um, and I know you've got a lot of things on, so I appreciate your time. So um, I guess a lot of our audience uh, may know you or may know of you. Um, but for those that don't know you, I just wonder if you can just tell us a little bit about your your background, your career. Um, obviously, you've been in the industry for, for quite a while. So there, there's probably many stories to tell. But I just want to even just give us an overview of uh, your career. Well, I'll try and keep it quite short, Rob, because you're quite right. I've been in this industry for 50 years now. I graduated um, way back in 1973 and headed straight out to Africa uh, to work in the copper mines in Zambia. And it's been an absolutely outstanding 50 years, I have to tell you, in what is an, a really incredible industry, this mining industry that we all live and work in. Um, I think for the benefit of, of some of the guys on the call or listening to this podcast, the bulk of my career in the early days was spent in operational aspects, uh, operating mines, running mines, managing budgets with substantial workforces, as you can imagine, in Africa. Um, after being in Zambia for almost 14 years, I headed up to Ghana and was there for 11 years and became the chief operating officer of Ashanti Goldfields. And the workforce that we had at that time reporting into the uh, COO various, via various uh, disciplinary heads was um, 22,000 people. Um, so I was in charge of not only producing at that time almost a million ounces of gold a year, but also making sure that the goats didn't invade uh, too many private properties, um, which used to be quite an interesting side sidebar. But then I get involved in the junior space, and I've been lucky enough, Rob, um, to have been involved in two companies that I've been CEO of that went from zero to hero. One of them was a uranium play called Uramin that we listed in the early 2006 six and sold in 2007 for 2.5 billion and more recently has been k92 a gold mining opportunity in papua new guinea that we bought from barrick um for a pretty reduced sum to be honest and it too hit the two billion dollar market cap not so long ago so delighted to say i've been the ceo of two fairly substantial companies and been involved in several aspects of the business, you know, taking projects through to development, selling them on at the right time sometimes, or putting them through to operation as necessary because of that background. And yeah, I built from start to finish 12 mines worldwide. So it's been 50 years of um, well-spent time. Yeah. And congratulations on that. And I take it, obviously you still, still enjoy this industry. Very much so. Very much so. I enjoy the, the industry, I enjoy the players, and it's what I know. 
and therefore I'm happy to continue to try and assist and develop other companies like Brad Ahead, obviously. Yeah. So I wonder if you can just give us an overview of uh, Brad Ahead Lithium. Sure can. It's uh, quite a, an interesting little company in that we have the lithium mineralization in all the styles you can possibly imagine. So in uh, Arizona, we have two types of lithium. One that's a sedimentary claims, which is the lithium in clays that we talk about. There's several other companies like that in the USA. Uh, we've just put out a new resource, and I'll come back to that in a minute. And then we have lithium in the pegmatites, which is a much more traditional route of producing a lithium concentrate and selling it into the market for further refining. Uh, and a much faster, much cheaper route and an easier one to get. And they're in, in Arizona. And then in Nevada, we have lithium in brines. We're not too far away from Albemarle, who've been operating Silver Peaks for the best part of 50 years, I guess, plus. Uh, and we're adjacent, or rel adjacent is the wrong word to use, but relatively close to them. Uh, we think we've got um, brine sitting at depth in these perched water tables um, below the surface, and they're primed, ready to be drilled. Um, and then, interesting enough from Brada too, we actually have some uh, oil brines. That's the, the brine that's associated with the, the water that ingresses back into the old oil and gas operations that have been closed down. And we've got properties in Pennsylvania and in Texas. And of course, recently in Texas, there's been quite a bit of stir taking place because Exxon have put $100 million into developing the old part of the smack over, which is where we are in actual fact, uh, and hoping to recover lithium via DLE process. So Brada has the, the entire range, the scope of lithium mineralizations, and we're moving them along pretty well. So let me start, Rob, with the, the uh, lithium in clays. So we have been working there now for about two years. We listed the company in uh, AIM uh, back in July 2021. So we're just over two years old. Um, and we kicked off work there as soon as we could because drilling for lithium and clays is not the most challenging. It's a great big blob of clay that's got lithium present in it. And it's a case of just finding where the higher grade is, getting an understanding of the impurities and the simplicity of mining. And then it's a metallurgical processing uh, operation thereafter. We, um, we recently put out a resource update which highlighted that we've got over a million tonnes of lithium carbonate equivalent in the clays. And that's only reporting to about 5% of the known or licensed area that we have under our control. So we've got a lot more growth to take place. But the key behind that two point, uh, that, that 1 million tonnes was that it generated for us an income of $2.5 million from LRC, the lithium royalty company that we had signed up with uh, two years earlier. So that gave us a big boost, as you can imagine, to the Treasury, puts us in a position where we are well funded going into 2024, which is uh, a nice thing to see in this junior market space where it's tough times. And I don't think anyone can deny that. And then we got the knowledge because of the work we did that the growth to the next phase, which would take us up to a total lithium carbonate equivalent of 2.5 million tonnes, that we think we can drill that out relatively quickly. Obviously, permits have to be acquired. The working, we have to um, award the contract to the drilling engineer, but it's all doable in a sensible period of time. When we achieve that, and we're comfortable now because of the knowledge we have of the ore body, when we achieve that, we get a further $3 million. So I can see that happening, you know, mid next year or thereabouts, I hope, fingers crossed. Um, and as a consequence of that, that again gives us that financial strength 
that in this current space, a lot of junior companies don't have, and a lot of them will begin out to raise money in, in a dilutive environment. We're not. We This is the time to invest in Brad Ahead because we're not diluting the company, and yet we've got projects moving ahead. So the, the clays look good. We've got some interesting facets to them. Um, this time round, SRK uh, were quite conservative with us. Uh, we accepted it um, because we still achieved the numbers we wanted in terms of tons. But the consequence of being a higher cutoff grade associated with the lithium carbonate tonnage, a resource tonnage, means that the model itself that has been produced is a much more robust and a much more economically viable model. Whereas before, and a lot of companies do it, um, they bring in a lot of low-grade material just to emphasize the tons. We cut that back. So we're feeling pretty good about the lithium uh, in clays. And we've got some interesting aspects of um, other minerals that are popping in to the lithium and clays that a little bit unexpected, but look, we've got to do the work. You, you, you don't get it just because uh, you're good looking. You get it because you work hard, uh, the rewards. And not that I am good looking, I should add quite quickly there. Um, so that's the clays going well. Um, the pegmatites, however, I think could be a significant benefit to shareholders and Brad ahead combined. And we are combined. We're all working for the same reasons, heading for the same targets, whether you're a shareholder of a Ten pounds, or a shareholder of a hundred thousand pounds, uh, and or you've got a decent chunk in the company like management and the insiders have directors and management. You know, I've got a, I am uh, keen to get this to work right because I have a decent share in it. So um, the pegmatites, we started our first drilling campaign at the end of last year, continued it through this year. We had 60-odd percent of the holes were mineralized um, and economically mineralized in our mines anyway, um, some decent thicknesses and some decent grades. So we wanted to go back in. But this time round, rather than just going straight back in, we did a little bit more ground truthing, work in the ground, highlighted a lot more targets, a significant lot more targets, and grew the actual license package to over 33 square kilometers now. So we have a big package of ground uh, that covers this pegmatite district, as we call it, in San Domingo. But we're back in there drilling. We announced it two or three weeks back, maybe four weeks back now when I think about it. Uh, and I'm hoping the first results will be published in the near future, in the relatively near future. And all I can say about it is we are not discouraged with what we're seeing on the ground. We don't have assays yet, but we are seeing visually the kind of rock style and background that would give us encouragement. And the nice thing about it in the pegmatites is that it's disturbed ground from previous mining. Um, so we can go in there relatively simply. Nothing is straightforward in any mining project, but do your homework, we can get in. We've got patented land relatively close to us, and patented land means we can build there uh, without too many uh, obstructive permits being required. So that gives us a bonus. And you can start a very sensible cash flow from a relatively small open pitable resource. And that's where we're aiming for in the near future. So the pegmatites continue to get our attention. Uh, we like what we see. We're, there's more information coming out. Uh, and, you know, that would be the one that would, over and above the lithium and clay money coming in, I think over and above that, we'll get to the stage where investors can see the potential for cash flow coming in in the near future, relatively near future, and it's not next year, but in the relatively near future, and and recognize that the value of this opportunity is great. And of course, the key to all this, Rob, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you cut tuppence worth of this conversation, the key to all this is, of course, the fact we're in the USA. You know, I watch these various programs in the UK, particularly with 
house hunting and all that kind of stuff. And they keep throwing the words location, location, location. Well, in this case, it's true. America genuinely wants its own lithium supply. It is building at Thacker Pass a lithium and clay mine. Um, huge cost, but they've given the company $600 million from the Inflation Reduction Act that Mr. Biden put together. Um, so it shows their keenness to get their own supply. It's challenging. They'll make it work. And I'll tell you, it will be beneficial for little Brada because if we are second or third taxi off the rank, there'll be a lot learnt in the meantime because there's going to be challenges on the first guy to do it because it's novel and, and new and, and therefore brings its own demands, own expertise that people have. So we'll learn from that and move forward with our lithium and clays. But the fact we've got these pegmatites, we could be in operation actually before, potentially before um, our friends in Thacker Pass, etc., because it's a simpler operation. But America wants its own lithium. It's got friends next door where I live in Canada. It's got friends in South America, and they will take that lithium. But the driving force is, sure, they'll take it, but they really want their own independence to a level. So we've got, I think, the right package of material. We've got the right team of people working on it. One of the benefits we've got is a guy called Joey Wilkins, who's the COO. And the reason I mention his name and say it's under the term benefits is Joey, Joey lives uh, in Tucson, which is just a drive away from our office. So he is present every day in the office and on the site, rather than the sort of fly in, fly out combinations that a lot of people have to use uh, in many mining projects. And that gives us that continuity, that ability to talk to people on the ground, establish relationships, get things moving. So, you know, we're feeling pretty healthy in, in Bradhead, and hopefully I've conveyed that uh, via this podcast to the people who are listening. We're feeling good, Rob. Yeah, no, good to hear. Um, as you mentioned, you recently uh, put out uh, a mineral resource estimate. Um, just wonder if you can just talk us through some of those highlights. Sure. Um, it was just a one, just shy of 1.1 million tonnes of compliant resource, 43101. It had an average grade greater than 900 ppm, which by comparison to our peer group is a good grade. And within it, and I'm glad you asked the question, because within that, what we call the upper clay zone, um, where we have the resource now, there is a continuous high-grade portion of the ore body. And I mean continuous. It's a solid strip, which is around about 15 meters thick, um, not too far from the surface, and mineable separately. So when we go in to mine this, we're able to extract that separately. and would give us a great starting point for a, an operation, because instead of the background 900 ppm, we've probably got grades of roughly running at 1250 to 1300 ppm. And the test work that we've done and previously announced tells us that we have an upgrading factor of about 26, 27%. So if you go from 1300, you can get it up to obviously 1800, 1900 ppm. And that means it's a smaller footprint, but a higher grade feed, better economics, and the chances of being successful are therefore increased substantially. So that's been a benefit that came out of the drilling we've done. It is a consistent ore body, which I've, I mentioned to you, and that's why we think we can grow it into the, the uh, two and a half million tons in total in a not too difficult or long period. Um, higher grade cutoff, so the, the model is more robust, um, open pitable, relatively low stripping ratio, all available from surface, which most of these clays are, to be quite honest. And because of clays, Rob, it's relatively soft mining, so drilling and blasting isn't a challenge. We are in an environment in Arizona where Arizona is regarded one of the better investment locations in the USA. It goes without saying that infrastructure, et cetera, is all there. We don't have to build our own roads, supply our own power. It's all available to us. 
it is dry and we're conscious of that as we go through our work uh, environment. But it's also well placed in that the big car companies are just across the border in California. Uh, and they need that lithium. So I think as we progress this, the and we have uh, we have working with us uh, an interesting character who's a lobbyist from New York, uh, from Washington, and he has taken uh, the company through various doors and avenues within Washington. And I'm sure as we progress the project, those those doors will remain open to us. But the project itself, new resource, quality grade opportunity of mining uh, the high grade separately so we're in good shape and we will move forward into building up the resource to that two and a half million and acquire that three million dollars so it's put brada in a nice position so what are your plans for proving up uh this up further uh and obviously getting your next royalty payments our coo is busy with the exploration program um, I think in the next week, 10 days, that kind of time scale, we'll sit down and go through it with them as to the best way to do this, the number of holes. The last time round to take us up to just over a million tons, we only did 14 holes because of the consistency of the ore body. So it's, we don't have to sort of drill it uh, at, at tight distances at this moment in time. So we're kind of thinking maybe 20 holes will take us up for the extra one and a half million tons. And we're beginning to set them out and understand where they'll sit and therefore get the applications in for permits, et cetera, and then go for the contractual obligation of uh, bringing in a, a mining contractor. So we're we're in the process. So I, I'm hoping we'd, we'd be starting drilling uh, some part uh, early next year, maybe even late this year, but probably not, probably early next year. So can you give us an update as to what's happening at the uh, San Domingo uh, project? Well, that's the pegmatite, Rob, and we are busy drilling. Uh, we have a, a second 7,000-metre programme underway. We've probably just about finished a third of it. The assay laboratories are no faster than they were in the last 18 months, two years. They have been overwhelmed for different reasons. Um, I suppose the commodity price was good at one stage for everyone, and so they were busy, but we, we wait on them. But we are seeing that the interesting thing with the spot you mean present in the pegmatite, it is a visual indicator as well. So we are, when we take the core out, we're diamond drilling. When we take the core out visually, we can see what the, the, the ground looks like. And we're, as I said to you earlier, Rob, we are encouraged rather than discouraged with what we see. But obviously the truth will come out when we get the assays and we can be much more definitive. But yeah, it looks as though the knowledge that we gained from the first drilling program, we are enhancing, building on, getting more detail. And I'm pretty sure we're on the right track. But, you know, it doesn't. Rome wasn't built in a day. This doesn't happen overnight. We will take our time and do it sensibly. But by the end of the year, this program should be finished. Probably the assays all out by the early part of 2024. And then we can have have a, a pretty good sit down and say, hey, how do we do the next phase? And there will be a next phase because it's encouraging enough. Yeah. Obviously, investors look for strong management teams if they're looking to invest in the company. Um, I wonder if you just tell us about uh, the executive team at Bradahead Lithium. Sure. Um, we recently had a change. Um, we decided that we wanted to, I guess, improve in uh, the direction of the company for a whole host of different reasons, Rob, nothing untoward or nothing nefarious. And so we're busy recruiting a CEO, but in the meantime, I've taken up the reins. Um, I'd like to think I've got enough experience to do that for a period of time. Um, I did, just for two minutes, I did get a, a few years ago, I went into a, an investment um, company in Toronto. Um, and I, I mean, just a few years ago, maybe three, four years ago. Um, and suffice to say that the guys who I was talking to were of the same vintage as myself, and we were receiving split pea soup as our afternoon lunch. 
Um, and as I came out of the uh, meeting, I turned to my colleague who was with me and he said he just had a phone call and they had indicated the group that I had met that it was a very good meeting, thoroughly liked the presentation, thought it was very interesting. Their only concern was they thought Ian Stalker was a bit young for the job. So <laughs> I don't intend to stay in this job for too long, Rob. I intend to get a new CEO, but I'll carry it through until then. Um, and then we have Joey Wilkins, whom I mentioned on site. He's a big bonus. Um, he's been senior in many organizations before this, so he has got a good grasp of working in the States and in particular Arizona and Nevada, which is where we are focused. Um, below him, we have a competent team of geologists that are have, I think the, the rough edges have been rounded off them to some extent. And then we bring in, we have access because of, I guess, my age, et cetera, and, and experience, we've got access to some excellent consultants, including SRK, by the way, who are a well-known group. You know, we're not going to the lower end of the market. We're using top quality people. But we've got Don Haynes, who is, in inverted commas, one of the experts within the lithium geology field. We've got Dr. Yatendra Sharma, who is quite an intriguing guy when it comes to the environment and then deliberately Rob we brought in a guy, a guy called Adam Hawkins one of the things I'd learned uh, during my time uh, the last 50 years and remember it's been in some fairly strange locations I've worked in um, from Africa to Papua New Guinea to Australia to Brazil to the Arctic Circle and so it goes on and on and on is that I am I, I go there and I do my best to understand the local environment and how people think and how they act and why they say things, but it's better to get a local giving you that advice. And so we brought Adam Hawkins on as a, 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 a somebody to guide us through the way of working in America. It's not as straightforward as perhaps people might want to think. It's not difficult either if you do the right things. And so Adam has become a key member of the team as well and helps us not only in lobbying into the Washington side of things, but also, for example, we've got our own web page for Arizona, um, which is slightly different from our web page for um, Brad Ahead's AIM profile. Um, and that allows people to interact with us. And that gives us a nice two and four and to date. And touch wood, when I say this, we've had uh, good relationships with all communities associated with working in Arizona and in uh, Nevada. So a good team. I'm I'm, feeling, I'm I'm happy with the team, to be quite frank. Yeah. And also, what about some of the non-executive directors? And, and I know um, you've got Jim Mellon on board as well. Um, so I wonder what kind of input they, they have into, into the company. We've got a good, we've got good directorships. We've got Jim that you mentioned, a guy called Denamek. We've got Ewan Jenkins, and we've got Alex Borelli, all seasoned professionals in their own right. Uh, Jim, in particular, of course, is pretty well known to the UK market in particular, having had a number of successes. Uh, Jim was actually with me in the Euromin days, if you remember me talking early on about being part of the Euromin team. Jim was a director there when I was CEO. He then stuck with me in a little company called uh, Pursuing Gold that we sold in 2013. Uh, I came on board to help him with this one in 20. Eight, uh, 2019, in actual fact, and so I've been getting it with him. He's an excellent supporter, um, both financially and corporately. Um, he has a great deal of knowledge, and so we're, we benefit from that. But the entire board, Ewan and Alex and Denham, just contribute in a way that we have a solid, focused, and dedicated board. I'm happy. That's another bonus of, if you like, of Brad 
ahead. And they all put all these things together, Rob, and I guess that's why you're asking the question. You get the impression, and I certainly feel it, that we've got a good professionally run little company. And sure, it'll have its challenges, and we've had market against us. But as we get the message out via people like yourself and, and Adam Baines, and who works with Tavistock, we use them a bit as well. As we get the message out, then I think we'll start to see or a sea change in the way that Brad Ahead is viewed. And I think most investors coming in now will see a serious return in their investment going forward. Um, there's obviously a lot of talk around um, critical metals and obviously battery metals. Um, but if we look at the US domestic market, where is a lot of this supply going to come from? Well, for the US market, it's predominantly international at this moment in time. I mean, Canada is a large resource country. And there has been some spectacular developments up there, particularly in the Quebec area. But Quebec is not the simplest place to work in either. It's pretty cold in that part of the world and relatively remote in some parts of it. So it's not just a walk in the park to bring these on and get them operating. Um, and I think America still wants that level of independence. That's the way I've, I've interpreted it from what I've heard from the politicians and what I see on the ground as well. And therefore, America has been pushing on with some fairly large lithium and clay projects, uh, as we mentioned earlier, Rob, but they take time. And one is being built now, and that's the first one. And it took a lot of negotiation with um, the Native Americans in the area, in particular, the environmental issues. And they still, you know, have sporadic issues associated with it. As, you know, normal. Not everyone is a, a supporter of mining ventures. You know, we've all got our own diversity of thinking and approach. But America needs it. It needs it. It does not want to be dependent on MDLs for its lithium supply and would prefer its own operation. And when I go back to the pegmatites in San Domingo, Rob, the what you produce via the pegmatites is a semi-finished product. It's a concentrate. So it really is just a matter of crushing and milling and then a gravity stroke float separation. It's nothing clever. It's bed and, bread and butter work that the miners have done for years and years and years. It's, it's been standard techniques. Um, and so I can see the opportunity there of bringing on a, an operation in a relatively short period of time, I'd like to believe. Um, it's certainly not going to be next year, so no one should get too excited about timing, but it's quicker and it's cheaper and it's a well-trodden path. So your potential... Um, barriers, difficulties are pretty well understood. They're still there and you've got to manage them. But I think America, if we can get this um, pegmatites moving the way I'd, I'd like to believe we can, and then I think America will benefit, Brada will benefit, and Brada investors will benefit. Yeah. Talking about investors, why would investors consider investing in um, Brada Head Lithium? Look, what CEO do you ever talk to, Rob, who says his company's well-valued? Mm -hmm. It's not a normal turn of phrase, but we are trading now sub three pennies a share. We listed at five pennies, five and a half pennies, if I remember correctly, uh, just over two years ago. We had not done the amount of work that we've done to date. The lithium price in the market space is soft. There's no doubt about it, but compared to where we were when we started uh, after the listing. But the basics of the projects are better, more understood, closer to value, and closer to getting attention. And Brada will stand out by comparison to its peer group with that variety of lithium mineralization we've got. And at 3P, well, you imagine, you just talked about some of my investors, Jim, myself, all come in at the, fight, at the race. You know, so we, we are intent on moving this 
project forward, getting a return on investment for everyone. And so coming in now, you couldn't get a sweeter spot. I can't see it. You know, you, you say these things, you can't see this and you can't see that, then it happens, but I cannot see it going any lower. It's just we've got enough money in the treasury that it's more than 50% of the market cap, for goodness sake. And we've got four great assets. And lastly, um, what's the outlook for the company, sort of the, the short and medium term outlook for the company and what do what do our audience, um, what would they look at and obviously the news flow that's coming out of Brada over the sort of short to, short to medium term, say over the next six months. Rob, you know, uh, even at school, you were told to keep your head, your head down and keep working. And that's what we're doing. So we are busy with the pegmatites, the San Domingo, working away. We will have results out. People will start to see press releases coming out. We're not going to be short, both in terms of drilling and in test work, because we get indications that we've been doing some test work and the kind of standard samples we received in the first batch. That information's just about finished, so I'm, I'm hoping something will come out fairly soon in that, um, which will give that picture of the pegmatites moving forward closer and closer to that operational opportunity and therefore the cash flow that comes with it. Um, in the clays, we will see resource growth continuing, a little bit of extra sweetener associated with perhaps other materials that sit in your body itself, uh, a little bit more upgraded test work, etc. So those two will be firing in all cylinders and giving us a batch of information. And then maybe we'll see some interest in the brains, both the standard brains, like Albemarle that I mentioned, and in the oil brains, but we're not actively working on them, but others may care to come in and, and help us work on them. We shall see. Um, but we're not going to be short of press releases, information, and this kind of uh, ongoing marketing conversation. Ian, really appreciate your time. Uh, all the best for the remainder of this year going into next year. Sounds like you've got some you've got some good projects there, a lot of, uh, lot of um, development ahead, and um, obviously wish you well for the for the future and perhaps come on to the podcast maybe sometime next year and give us an update on those projects yeah i'd look forward to that thanks very much Rob. yeah thank you and those that are listening really appreciate your help um appreciate your help in listening and following me appreciate if you can share this episode with people in the industry but also as i always say people outside of the industry obviously lithium is a is a um, mineral that's needed for our uh, for critical metals and our battery uh, the battery industry moving forward. Um, so I appreciate if you can share this episode so we can educate not just obviously our mining industry but people outside of the mining industry. So thank you for listening, and until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining helping each other to improve the mining industry.